Hi friends, this is Surabi bringing you episode 12 of Mom Strength. I want you to listen to this episode if you've ever felt like a failure. If you feel like you're failing motherhood, you feel like you're failing a, you know, as a partner, as a mom, as a daughter, uh, as a friend, if you feel like you're just failing at your exercise program that you signed up for uh, and that you're constantly disappointing yourself or somebody else, I want you to listen to this episode. But before we get started... Welcome to Mom Strength, a podcast and movement to empower, educate, and showcase mom strength inside and out. I'm your host, Surabi Veach, physiotherapist and fitness coach, also known as the Passionate Physio. Join me for discussions on movement, mindset, and motherhood, where we raise the bar and challenge the status quo. Get ready for expert interviews and real, honest conversations where we explore physical, mental, and emotional health. Let's celebrate the beautiful diversity and common experiences in all of our journeys. Let's do this. Hello, friends. In this episode, we're talking all about what is being a failure and defining that and redefining that for ourselves. I want to give you multiple examples that perhaps you can relate to, perhaps you've experienced this yourself or somebody you know has experienced this, but I want you to see how this feeling of being a failure relates to so many different aspects of your life. One thing that we can all relate to, especially if you're a mother, is feeling like a failure at being a mom. You have, your kids are disappointed, they may say hurtful things to to you, and you just feel like, wow, I've just completely failed as a mom. You know, one example that I was thinking of recently is one of my friends, she's a mom of three, she has a new, you know, third baby, fairly recent, recently postpartum with her third babe, and her oldest lost his first tooth. And she had said, you know, I felt like, or she, you know, she said, I felt like such a bad mom because I lost that tooth that he had lost um so instead of putting it under the pillow for the tooth fairy there was no tooth and so she just been feeling really guilty and of course he was you know her son was devastated which is understandable and but she was feeling just really really guilty about it and I was thinking about that experience and how so many different experiences like that happen you know if I have this feeling that I should be doing something for my kid and then I don't do it. Or if I had told my daughter that I would bake cookies with her and then I was too exhausted to bake cookies and, you know, I just kind of feel like I let her down. Uh, Another example is if you leave your child's birthday present till the very last minute and what you had told them you'd get them isn't available anymore so you have to settle for something else. Um, You know, the pressure that moms put on themselves to plan Christmas presents out two, three months in advance, you know, the pressure that moms put on themselves to plan these extravagant birthday parties, um, all of this pressure leads to when those things don't happen, you feel like a failure. And I think part of that is knowing what is success for you, what would successful mothering or parenthood be for you. You know, today I want to talk about the flip side is what is being a failure being to you? You know, to me, being a failure as a mom is just not showing up, not being there for them, um, not hanging around with them, um, not seeing them for who they are, not accepting them and, you know, being, (laughs) being a terrible human to them. And 
when I look back on all of the times that I've personally felt like a failure, like I've let them down, if I've, you know, yelled when I felt like I shouldn't have, or if I didn't, wasn't fully present while playing with them. And I look back on those feelings of failure. And now that I've defined what failure actually is to me, I know that those incidences of where I felt disappointed in myself isn't actually me failing. It's okay to feel disappointed in yourself. It's okay to feel, um, it's okay to apologize to your child if you've hurt them or disappointed them and you, you know, promised them you'd bring them this special treat and you didn't. It's, those are things that are okay. But then it's taking those, you know, situations and drawing this massive conclusion that you failed. And then in order to make up for it, you you go bonus, you do more, you put pressure on yourself to perform harder, right? And it's this vicious cycle of setting yourself up for failing and disappointing yourself and feeling like you're never enough. And I see it in a lot of moms uh, of all, you know, moms of one, moms of two, moms of three. And I also see it sometimes in myself, although less and less so because I I I really force myself to reflect on what I want as a mom, who I want to be, and make sure that if I'm feeling some sort of way or disappointed, then I'm, you know, am I honoring myself? So let me talk about that a little bit more. You know, when my daughter was a baby, I felt so much, I put so much pressure on myself to take her to everything. You know, at Christmas, I would take her to three different Santa things and, Uh, For Halloween, I would dress her up two different, you know, costumes, take a bunch of pictures. I invited a bunch of new mom friends over and I baked cookies and we did cookie decorating. Now, I was exhausted. I was sleep deprived. Did I really need to go ahead and do all of these extra things to prove that I was a good mother? You know, and when we get down to the nitty gritty, I was feeling inadequate as a mom. And instead of addressing some of my insecurities... I was doing more and doing more and buying presents and making knit scarves when I don't even like knitting and all of these other things that I was doing to kind of make me feel like I was a good mother. And now looking back on that, that was, you know, three plus years ago or three-ish years ago um, when my daughter was a baby. Now looking back on that, I totally realized that a lot of that was because of these this social pressure for the moms have. Moms have an incredible amount of social pre- pressure. No one's asking dads, oh, which bento box, lunchbox, uh, you know, did you get to your child? Oh, what backpack and what matching, you know, no one's asking dads these questions. They ask moms. I see moms show up on mom groups asking like, questions that I'm just so surprised about and then that makes me think like oh should I be thinking ahead for their birthday that's four months away like what party they're gonna have you know and this is the the issue is we live in a day of social media where everyone is connected to everyone despite not actually being friends or in the same community or in the same you know even having the same values it's like okay we live in the same geographical area there's 10,000 of us in this group Somehow we all are supposed to get along and, you know, like each other and have the same values? Mm, Probably not. But then what you end up seeing is you see one or two posts that are like that. And then all of the moms are like, oh, I I wasn't prepared for their birthday. Oh, I didn't plan a big party. Hmm, Should I be feeling guilty? Oh my God, am I a failure? And this is where really knowing who you are, who you want to be as a mom is so, so important. Because if you don't know who you are, 
it doesn't matter what it's going to be. You're going to hear someone say something else that they planned this big elaborate party, baked a cake from scratch, or took their kids on vacation. Whatever it is, is going to make you feel inadequate and it's going to make you feel like a failure because you've defined success by other people's standards. So one of the things that I say is, first of all, define for yourself what failure means. What would being a failed mother mean to you? Write it down if you need to. And anytime you feel like a failure, go back and read that. Go back and say, hmm, I am still here for my child. I am doing things for them. I am accepting them. I am seeing them. I am, you know, apologizing. I am showing up for them. I am loving on them. I am a good mom. I am not a failure. I'm a successful mom. And the more you really reframe those, you know, feelings of failure, the better. The You know, the more practice you have doing that, the easier it will be for you to get out of that failure mindset. I have been practicing this for a few years now. And for me, it's rare now to feel like I'm completely a failure. There are still times when I do, especially if I react in a way that I really regret or if I, you know, felt like I was mean or like I wasn't present enough or giving them enough attention, you know, all all these things add up, especially if I'm not, if I'm sleep deprived, if I haven't eaten well and all of those other things that I need to do to take care of me. If I've ignored that, my feelings of failure magnify. So that's the second point I wanted to make is, are you taking care of you? And this is not meant to be, uh, you know, a guilty feeling question. This is just bringing up the point that when you're not taking care of yourself, it's very easy to feel like you fail to take care of someone else because your body is trying to just get your attention. Your, your brain is like, hey, look at me. Don't forget about me just because you have a child. And so when you ignore yourself long enough and you're constantly looking to serve others, you know, you're, you're starting from a depleted, depleted standpoint. So it's really, really important to go back and say, oh, oh right, I, I actually didn't drink any water today. And that's probably, you know, my body's just a little bit dysregulated. Or, hmm, I only slept four hours last night. So can I expect myself to perform at my best behavior today? Hmm, maybe not. Maybe I should be a little bit kind with myself and give myself grace. And so it's a lot of reflection and pausing and, you know, appreciating that you are any one moment of you is not a reflection of your motherhood experience. Any one blip in your, you know, journey as a mom isn't, doesn't define you as a mom either. It doesn't define whether you failed or whether you've succeeded. It's the entire journey. It's the entire process of parenting. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is, A, I'm not a parenting coach, but I see this time and time again, and I notice that the moms that feel like that the most also feel like a failure when it comes to exercise because they know what they want to do. They want to exercise, but they're not able to then go about and doing it, do it as much as they maybe anticipated. So they end up feeling like they failed. So let me talk about a few of my clients, let's say. They've signed up to work with me one-on-one. Amazing. They've signed up for my postpartum return to exercise program or my monthly membership or, or they've signed up to work with me in some capacity. And some of them are like, yeah, awesome. I have accountability. I have a clear plan, exact exercises to, to do. This is easy. This is makes my life easier. I'm doing it. And other people need extra time to build those habits, to integrate exercises into their lives, to get out of that mindset of, 
you know, all or nothing. So get out of the mindset of if I don't have 45 minutes, I can still do five minutes and that's okay. They have to learn that and it takes time for them versus other people. They just get the lesson right away and they're just incorporating it. And one person hasn't failed because they take longer to learn those lessons. And it's it's unfair to feel like you're failing if that's how, you know, that's what you're convincing yourself of because you're succeeding as long as you show up for yourself. And that's how I define success or that's how I define failure to exercise is if I haven't moved with intention. So every day I move with intention. I either go for a walk, I go for a run, I go climbing, I lift some weights at home, I jump on the trampoline 10 times, I do 10 squats. I'm moving with the intention of moving my body, like I'm doing it on purpose. Um, and I consider that exercise. So I don't guilt myself that oh, I didn't do enough today or I failed as an exercise, you know, in my exercise plan or my workout regime because I have not failed because I've moved with intention. So that's how I've defined success for me. If you just define success as, or if you define failure as if you don't work out minimum three times a week, you're failed, then you're probably going to fail more often than you, you'd like. If you've defined failure as I need my six-pack abs in three weeks, otherwise I've failed, then you're probably going to feel like a failure. So you get to decide exactly how you want to define failure for you. I don't get to decide that. Neither does your friend or your mom or your you know sister-in-law. Nobody gets to decide what success looks like or what failure looks like and only you get to decide. So for example, for me, I had I shared that exercise to me, I've succeeded if I've moved with intention. And if I haven't moved with intention, then I've failed, right? Are there some days that I don't move with intention? Sure. But most days I'm moving in somewhere or the other. And so I build up many small successes, many small wins and that's what helps boost my self-efficacy so that I feel more enabled and more excited to exercise some more. If I'm just constantly self-shaming and, and I'm saying, Ugh, Serbi, you're terrible. You're not doing enough. You're just, you know, how could you look at the other person? They're doing so much. Why aren't you doing what they're doing? If I was treating myself so negatively, I wouldn't want to exercise. I would just want to ruminate on those negative thoughts. And it's a vicious cycle. So this is what I notice in a lot of the people that I work with or even friends that I have who struggle with that feeling of guilt, guilt that they didn't do enough exercise, guilt that they aren't enough as moms, guilt that they're not doing enough for their spouse or, or you know, as a child, as with aging parents. There's so many ways we can convince ourselves that we're failing and I want you to start convincing yourself that you're succeeding because that's more powerful. Seeing yourself as a failure does not do you any good. So redefine failure to ensure that you're not actually convincing yourself on a daily basis that you're failing. Um, you know, I want to go back and use a different example. I have another friend who, again, is a mom of three and she's they're, you know, she's an excellent mom, but she's constantly feeling like a failure, especially if she's not able to give her children enough tension or, you know, one child having a tantrum. And it's really about stepping back and realizing that our role as parents and as mothers in particular aren't to keep our kids happy every second of the day, is not to make sure that they're never disappointed, 
It's not to make sure that they have 100% attention every second of the day. Our jobs as parents are so much more complex than all of that. And we cannot, we cannot possibly give them 100% of our attention, our presence, our energy, our, our time. We cannot do that without sacrificing you know, everything else, like taking care of yourself or your other children or your, you know, or time with your spouse, if you have one, or your job or, you know, your hobbies, so many other things. And being a parent is challenging because it's about learning how to manage expectations of what you're expecting it is like, it's going to be like to be a mom. Maybe your mom did everything for you and that's what you pictured you should be like as a mom. But maybe that your mom had, you know, grew up in a different time or generation where that was maybe the norm and maybe she didn't work full time. Or maybe there was just less pressure to do it all. And sometimes I'll have my clients make a list of everything that they've done in a day. And I'm talking everything like dishes. Oh, I put away the leftovers. I scrubbed the floors because I spilled something. And if you actually make a running tally of everything that you're doing in a day, and this includes not just with mothering, it includes with movement too. If you make a list of every movement that you've done in a day, you realize, holy crap, I am actually moving quite a bit. I'm lifting up the car seat, putting the stroller in and out of the car, climbing up the stairs with baby, wrestling them (laughs) while I'm giving them a diaper change. All of that counts as movement. When you start to see yourself as a successful person, you start to want to do more of those things that make you feel like success. So I want you to start reframing that for yourself. You know, let's summarize a little bit before I give you one last analogy. So What we've talked about so far is kind of the parallel between motherhood and fitness and in other aspects of our lives where we constantly feel like we're failing, that we're disappointing ourselves, we're self-shaming, that we're not enough, and how we can redefine failure to make sure that it's our definition, not somebody else's definition of failure, and that the definition of failure that we set isn't unrealistic. So if we set unrealistic standards for ourselves, we're more likely to fail. So let's set something that's actually truly, truly failing. Most people that I know are not failures as mothers. They're excellent mothers. They're successful, but they're just so hard on themselves. And I wonder if part of that is because we've been led to believe that if you just do more, that you just make more money, you just clean more, you just make them a bigger cake, that our children will never be unhappy. You know, are we trying to pad them, pad their feelings and make sure that they're only ever feeling positive, happy, you know, joyous emotions? And part of that is also, are we always expecting ourselves to feel happy and joyous and fulfilled all the time? Because if we're expecting ourselves to feel that way, again, it's not realistic. We have to realize that all experiences of our emotions are valid you know, disappointment, sadness, anger, frustration, all of those things are valid. And we cannot say, "Mm, if I just work harder, I won't feel those things. (laughs) Because you can work harder and you'll still feel those things. So if your goal of, you know, wanting to do everything for your child is to make sure that they're happy and never sad, I think you're, I think you're going to fail. I don't know any kid that's never sad at times. I think we're all human beings and we feel an array of emotions that is completely normal and to be expected. Um, And so one last example or analogy that I wanted to give you is, you know, a lot of 
people who grew up in North America, their goal in life is like, you know, I'm an adult. I need to buy a detached home with a yard, you know. That's their goal. That's their definition of success. And if they have not bought their house, if they're renting or maybe they uh, have bought a condo or they're, they bought a townhouse or, uh, you know, semi-detached or they're just renting, um, then they're failed. You know, that's, that's this kind of underlying message that's been sold, right? It has success. If you want success, you need to own a home. And that's just not true. That has never been my definition of success. I'm very thrilled for my friends who are really happy moving into bigger homes and moving out in the burbs. But for me, that was never my, my definition of success. So if I'm living in a condo, I would never feel like a failure just because I'm not in a house like my friends are or some of my friends are. And so that's a very clear cut example that I think a lot of people don't even understand because they just assume that everybody wants must want to be in a house with a big yard. But to me, that's a lot of work. And I struggle to maintain this, you know, two bedroom condo clean, never mind adding multiple floors, uh, yard, you know, I already feel like there's not enough time to spend with the kids. And sure, you can involve your kids in the housework and stuff, but we'd rather do other stuff. And we live in a big city where I would rather live in an area like we do, where it's multicultural, diverse, there's lots of different foods. And, you know, those are decisions that I make because I've defined my own version of success. And if you haven't decided it for yourself as a person, as a mom, as a person who moves and exercises if you haven't defined it for yourself if you don't know your why if you don't know your you know your what then you're constantly going to be feeling disappointed and like a failure okay so I hope that some of these you know conversations help you reframe your feelings of being a failure I try to use you know concrete examples because I see this all of the time and anytime I work with a client we talk about managing that pressure and the expectations on yourself because once you start managing that you start to build positive relationships with yourself positive relationships with um, you know your kids where it's not built on you know they're not just loving you because you do stuff for them they're loving you because of how amazing you are you know, I think it stems down to many people feel like people won't love them. People won't think that they're enough unless they're doing everything for them. And we've talked about this actually with, um, in my last podcast episode with Aaliyah, we talked about this a little bit. And I thought that that was such an interesting com- conversation because so many people, women especially, are in that boat. And I want you to know that you are lovable and that you are enough even when you don't you know, bend your, bend over backward doing things for your kids or your spouse or everyone else in your life except for you. And that you deserve, you know that you deserve, but, and you don't need to hear it from me. But if you do need to hear it from somebody, I want you to know that you do deserve time for yourself. You do deserve time to exercise. You deserve um, a break. And it's okay if you're not the best perfect mom, the best perfect you know, person all of the time. You're a human being and you're allowed to feel all sorts of emotions. You're allowed to feel disappointed. You're allowed to feel sad. But really trying to get out of feeling like a failure all the time because that's such a negative, you know, hugely negative um, mindset and attitude towards yourselves that you absolutely, you know, don't need to hang on to. 
So if this helped you, I want you to do a couple things. I want you to like this, um, my mom's strength podcast, and I want you to leave a comment. I would so appreciate that um, to let me know how you're enjoying my podcast, how you enjoyed this episode, and how you're going to define failure for yourself so that you're not feeling like a failure all of the time. And if you need support getting active, whether you've experienced an injury or had a baby or you just haven't been as active as you'd like to be, I would love to support you and I'd love to show you strategies so that you feel successful returning back to exercise and leading that active lifestyle that you want to lead. I'm going to drop the link to my to book my one-to-one consult, virtual consults from anywhere in the world. And I'm also going to drop the link to my free 15-minute discovery call so we can chat about ways that I can support you. Absolutely so grateful for you for listening to my podcast, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mom Strength and being part of this important conversation. Check out the show notes for more info and links, and we'll chat again real soon.